So I got to admit, it's kind of eerie to be preaching here with such an empty church. But nonetheless, my brothers and sisters, I want to talk to you about a particular, um, let's just say this post that was put online this week that many people are talking about. Um, you, you might be thinking, oh, he's going to talk about the, the video with him and, and Father Drew and the, the race. And uh, well, that's, that's not the post that I was initially wanting to talk to you about. But I, but I do want to say just one thing about that before we move on to, to like my real homily here. Um, Father Drew was declared the winner of that race. But we have no video footage from the finish line. That's all I'm saying. And, I, and I've watched and rewatched that video a, f- a few times. And um, it's hard to say. He was declared the winner by one of our employees. And um, I ju- I'm just saying that I would like to have maybe another camera angle on, on that race. Okay, okay, moving on. What I wanted to talk to you about was a different post that was on the internet this week that deals with this new situation that we're all facing. This new post, it was written by a woman. Her name is, is Kitty O'Meara. She was not famous. She just posted a, a poem on some of her social media, and then it went, it went viral. And the poem starts with these words. And the people stayed home. And then it continues, and it talks about what the people are doing at home during these days. So I'll, I'll just read through much of this poem, too. Then, and then I want to spend a little bit of time talking about the poem after that. And the people stayed home and read books and listened and rested and exercised and made art and played games and learned new ways of being. They were still and listened more deeply. Some meditated, some prayed, some danced, some met their shadows, and the people began to think differently, and the people healed. And then later on it picks up and she says, and when the danger passed, the people joined together again. They grieved their losses, they made new choices, and they dreamed new images. I think these words are are beautiful by Miss O'Meara. In fact, it was Frank Schmeidler, uh, our beloved pianist and and musician and director of music here, who sent it to all of the the faculty, I'm sorry, to send it to all of the the staff here at St. Isidore's, and and many of us have been talking about this this beautiful poem uh, since he sent it to us. I've read a, even a few articles about it. One uh, says, well, Miss O'Meara, what she's doing here is she's, she's providing a silver linings perspective to the world during this corona outbreak, this virus. And she is describing what, what many of us are, are feeling as we now live in a new state of being apart together. Or you could describe it as a state of, a state of together but yet apart. And it's interesting because some people, as I've, as I've read, uh, have, have criticized her saying, no, that's just too optimistic. This isn't a time where we're going to be learning new things or healing. But my brothers and sisters, I, I just want to disagree, and I, I want to tie it even into today's readings. Our second reading today, it talks about the difference between living in the darkness versus living in the light. 
And then obviously that long gospel that we just had, it talks about being blind and coming to see. Now, yes, I understand that today's gospel is focused much on the idea of of who is this Jesus character. And the reality is that, that Jesus is the Christ. Jesus is the one who can heal. Jesus is the one who can, who can bring vision to the blind. Father Drew gave an incredible homily last night on this same gospel, talking about the ways in which God can bring good out of even things that we think have absolutely no redeeming value. And yet God knows better than, than we know. And so it's an important thing for us to continue to focus upon. What are some of the ways that, that this past week has have, have allowed us to see? What are some of the ways in which this past week we've been able to see things that maybe we hadn't been seeing prior to that? I think that it's an incredible question. It's an important question to ask. I've, I've done a lot of FaceTime this week. And in fact, even my, all of my, my family, there's 21 of us total, if I do my, my math correctly. Um, yeah, I think that's right. And so <laughs> I, I've, I've called my three sisters, I've FaceTimed them, and, and my parents. And it's so interesting that just in one call, I'm able to see all of them, my nieces, my nephews, my brothers-in-laws, my sisters, my parents, and just, just they're, they're together, they're at home, they're together. And, and I love that so much. It's not something that could have happened a week ago. It's not something that was happening a month ago. For them to be together like that, for us to be able to connect the way we are. There's something beautiful about families coming together. My sister, who lives here in Manhattan, she was talking to me on the phone the other day. She's like, oh, look, there's so-and-so family out on a walk together. That's something I've never seen, right? There's something beautiful about the ways that families are coming together. There's something beautiful about the way we are, we are called to relook at, at everything. We've had to slow down. And there's no sports on TV. I'm not sure if you're aware of that. <laughs> Father Drew and I are watching reruns of sports from like 20 years ago. It's uh, really quite pathetic. It gives us opportunities, perhaps, to learn something. It gives us opportunities to read, as, as Kitty O'Meara says, to read books, to listen, to rest, to exercise to create, to make art, to play games. Now, I don't want to take any of this lightly because the thing that's causing all of these other things to take place is something that's quite serious. And so I think that it is important, it's incredibly important that we also pay attention to that and that we spend an incredible amount of time asking our God to come into this world and to intercede and, and to help our doctors to, to give them clear minds so that they're able to, to find a vaccine, a cure, a way that we can deal with this virus, this very serious virus. We pray for those who are sick. We pray for those who have died. I'd heard even in, in Italy, there's something like more than 30 priests have died from coronavirus. So this is something that we know to be extremely serious and we want to take seriously. But in the midst of that, it's important to ask the question, are our eyes being opened in one way or another? Are we now seeing things in a new light, a light that perhaps we hadn't seen in some time? I hope so. I pray so. That is my dream for you. That is my dream for myself during these days. 
And so my brothers and sisters, let us in this time, as we continue down this road of living together apart, let us see things more clearly. Let us live truly in the light. And let us learn to appreciate each other. Let us learn to love each other. And let us continually fall into the hands of a merciful God.